This episode of the podcast is brought to you by none other than your mother. If you do enjoy, and I hope you do, please don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, high five, send me an email, send me a couple bucks, either or. Enjoy the podcast. Wow. Whoa. I mean, wow. Yo, welcome back to another episode of Drink Your Podcast. Uh, this is a type of podcast that you're going to learn shit. Um, you're going to walk away with a uh, shit ton of knowledge and uh, a lot of cool things that you could tell your friends. But I uh, hope all is well with you guys. Uh, it's been a great last couple months, I would say. A lot of exciting things going on. Uh, been doing a lot of boxing and, uh, geez, I don't know, just really trying to find that, that perfect median, uh, point in life where I'm working enough to fulfill my, uh, you know, my, my need to work and, uh, my motivation to work, but not overdoing it and doing things outside of work that I enjoy. So that's kind of been my focus over the last many months, and uh, I think it's been going pretty well, to be honest. Uh, there definitely some ups and downs along the process, but it's kind of kind of what just happens when you, yeah, when, you, when you're working on yourself. And I think one thing I've realized over the last year that it's so important just to continue to work on yourself and never get too... Never get too settled into things that you enjoy doing, things you're good at, or uh, or habits, any type of habit. Um, and I, I'm speaking from experience. Like right now, I'm I'd be a super I'd be a hypocrite if I didn't admit that. But it's something that I'm very aware of, and like I said, it's very important to take a look at those habits and the and the things that you do on a daily basis and see if they can't be improved. It's like uh, we're a fine motor and we have to continue um, to overpay on our inspections every year and our registrations and continue to pay taxes on a vehicle we already paid taxes for. But it's, it's important. It's important. Uh, but that's just like, your, just, just like what your body is, uh, except it's far more valuable <laughs> than a vehicle. But, uh, it, and, you know, I noticed as well I don't know if it's just one of those things where when you're when there's something that you're focusing on or something that's whatever on the top of your head, um, you start to notice other people in that realm or you you notice um, you start noticing more things of like what you're thinking about. But that's kind of how it how it feels with this journey is I've been meeting a ton of people who are kind of in the same uh, stage um, in their life where they've recognized a need to do better and a need to improve themselves. And it's really cool that there's kind of this hidden community out there that I get to kind of be intertwined with because of what I do for work. Um, if you guys didn't know, I am a barber. I, I own a barbershop here in Rochester, New York. Uh, it's a fairly new thing. I took it over back in September, uh, meaning I purchased uh, an already existing uh, well-reviewed uh, barbershop and I've you know I've just been in the position to be able to start adding my own personality and characteristics to the shop to really make it 
feel like mine and like I'm not like renting, you know, someone else's room or something. But um, throughout this, the process of owning this business, I've learned so much. Um, and I'm not just saying that to be, to be ironic, but I, I really have <clears throat> learned a lot. I've learned that there's a different side of me um, that can step up to the plate when it comes to running a business. Um, I never really had too much confidence in the past, even though I've always wanted my own business. I never necessarily had the confidence that I could um, run a business. Ah, a little ASMR on that water right there. There's going to be a lot more of those, so <clears throat> just keep a keep an ear out if you'd like. But, yeah. Yeah, it's been really, it's been really nice. Um, when you, I've realized, you know, one of the things that made it so I didn't really have much confidence in running a business or, or anything was the whole side of managing people. Because I had a job many, many years ago where I was a sales rep and I had merchandisers under me. I had probably about four or five. And I realized at that moment how difficult it was to manage people. Um, it, it might be easy to manage one other person, right? If it's if I'm the, the, the head honcho, if you will, and, and the person below me was um, inferior, if you would say. <laughs> um, that would be a little bit easier because it's one-on-one. But when you... When there's four four to five people, um, or anything more than one, people looking up to you, it starts to get a little bit more difficult to manage the personalities, um, manage, um, you know, how people choose to go about their work. Um, you really have to know each individual to successfully be able to manage them. And I, not only did I struggle because it was something new to me, but I struggled because I, I also did have a tough time, um, being able to earn uh, these people's respect um, because I was a young kid. I was like 24 years old and some of the people I, w- I was managing were like twice my age and have had higher positions other places and it was really hard to get those people to trust me as a as someone who is supposed to direct them. So, you know, I often had um, one, one particular guy, he would kind of he would make decisions uh that I would that I was supposed to be um making and I would make those decisions myself and then he would make decisions that would counter uh counteract what I had had done and and that was just a very frustrating thing so anyways from that moment on I realized man I don't really like managing people um nor nor do I think I'm good at it it was kind of a 50-50 bad experience um but now having a barbershop, it's not something I could fail at, you know? Um, or, or at least it's in my head, it's not something that I'm... I'm not looking to fail, so I'm not going to. Um, but with the other job, inevitably, if I failed enough, two things would happen. I would either improve over time and get better, because um, I was only in that role with that company for like a year, Um and one of two things could happen. I would have gotten much, much better as time went on, and I would become a great leader and a great, um, great at managing people. Uh, or 
I wouldn't improve at all, wouldn't live up to customer, customer, um, sorry, company standards, and they would inevitably just let me go or bump me down to a different position. So, um, with owning your own business, I, I, I really don't see any other option but progressing and getting better at it. So, um, long story short, that is one of the things that I'm really happy to kind of have noticed over the last um, eight or so months that I've owned this shop. It's been really cool to see the personal growth. Um, I know sometimes in the moment when you're, you know, actively trying to do better for yourself and improve yourself, sometimes you may not see the results and other people um, may not give you that validation that you that you're you're doing better uh but i can reassure you that if if you're already thinking that you want to improve yourself i think that's already a step in the right direction um there's no there's no right way to start improving yourself so and there's never it's never too late to do it either so um i'll tell you some things that I'll tell you some things over the last year that I've been kind of working on and improving and kind of give you an update on, you know, what I might, what, what I feel where I'm at right now after I, uh, this quick ASMR water break. Yep. Yep. I had to try really hard not to like sip it or, you know, make an, make another noise. I didn't want to ruin the moment. Um, in the beginning of... A little, a little bit after the beginning of this year, I, uh, I had been, I had been away from cigarettes for, I, I pretty much lost track at this point, but I would say like eight months or more at that point, and so I hadn't touched a cigarette and uh, still don't plan to and, and didn't plan to, but uh, I was aware of these new nicotine pouches that they have. They're tobacco-free, but it's just straight-up nicotine. I'm like, oh, cool, man. That sounds cool. It'd be fun just to get a buzz. And in my mind, I was like, I mean, yeah, I was addicted to nicotine for sure, but I think I was, it's the, uh, you know, it's the movement. It's the act of holding a cigarette and smoking it and stuff. So I said, I'll I'll throw one of these pouches in, see how it feels, and, uh, you know, never do it again. It's a one-time thing. And, you know, no surprise to mine, I ended up basically getting hooked back in with nicotine. These pouches were were awesome. They were minty. They uh, I could do them anywhere because you just nobody nobody can tell that you're doing them. So uh, that was convenient, and they they were pretty inexpensive. They were cheaper than cigarettes, and most importantly, I wasn't inhaling anything in my lungs. So I overall I felt better about doing them but also knew and was I was able to recognize yep here we go again so over the last couple months I've been trying to kick that habit and uh I did I kicked the habit of doing those pouches um by chewing nicotine gum so <laughs> the irony to that is that I'm uh, addicted to gum now which is not a joke but it's far better than spending what I was spending on those those uh, nicotine pouches. Uh, better for my gums. And, uh, and 
I, I also did a little bit of research and nicotine in its pure form, uh, which I would I would imagine that whatever they're putting in this gum is just nicotine. It's straight up nicotine and it's minty gum. It tastes good. You know, it doesn't taste bad. But so nicotine in its purest form has a lot of benefits to it. Uh, I believe one of the things was it helps you at low doses, of course. Um, it can help you focus, which is really... I can I can attest to that because when I'm chewing this, this nicotine gum, I'm actually pretty focused and um, I feel more calm. I do. I feel more calm. Uh, and there's a bunch of other ones where it could... Uh, you know, taking low doses of nicotine can reduce the... Uh, the chances of having some like diseases in the future. I think one of them was like Alzheimer's or something like that. And uh, so, yeah, it's kind of medicinal, but when you're inhaling shit into your lungs, it's not good for you. But at this point, I'm kind of like, I'm looking to get off this gum too. I'm on two milligrams, so it's like the lowest you can go uh, before you're just chewing regular gum. Uh, but I do, I do feel better about it. I don't really like the idea of being hooked or, uh, you know, addicted to something, so, but it's hard, it's hard not to, uh, get addicted, but, so that's, uh, one of the big things that I've been kind of working on over the last year or so, um, aside from, you know, becoming better at being a business owner and, uh, trying new things out, thinking of other, you know, future ideas, um, the brain is kind of always going, always thinking of, new future ideas, you know, so that, that's, uh, those are some big things, and just trying to stay positive, trying to, um, be in a good, you know, good frame of, uh, mind and thinking so that I can be present wherever I am, you know, I think if you guys haven't noticed, people are, you know, we're around people every day, but most people are not very present where they're at. And I can attest to this because we got our phones, right? So we go to a party at our friend's house, but we're like on our phone, you know, imaginatively in a different party that maybe somebody else is having as well. Um, so we're never, uh, we go in and out of being present. You know, we might be present in a place when you first, first get to, uh, a physical place, a, a restaurant or a friend's house or something. But over the course of the entire time that you're there, you become less present in that actual place. And you're thinking of being somewhere else or, or you're, you're scrolling through social media, whatever it is. So I've, uh, I've, I've noticed that I do that as well. And I want to kick that habit because it's like uh, when you're when you go to places but you're not present. Those times really go by super fast, and then a week later you're like, "Oh my god, I can't believe that was a week ago." But if we try to be more present, then we're gonna have better memories, and we're gonna enjoy life a little bit more because it's not gonna seem to go by so fast. Because we're actually able to enjoy the moments that we have with people, you know. I think that is super important. 
it's easy to it's easy to talk about this stuff and know that we we probably all have to make these type of adjustments but sometimes the implementing is very hard because you get that you know for instance i'm trying to like not be on my phone as much but it's really it's tough i mean so far i've deleted uh instagram and reddit off my phone which has helped a ton like i've definitely i think that's been a huge part of me stabilizing my brain (laughs) and not being like stressed out when i'm home for no reason you know it's like my wife's trying to get you know, trying to talk to me or get my attention. And I'm just like, I, I care too much about what's on social media. And I noted it. I noticed that it, it could be something that if I kept doing, it would affect our relationship. So I got rid of those. Um, and, you know, that, that, that did help uh, quite a bit. It did. So I'm not saying you have to go drastic and delete your apps, delete your profiles, but like, you know, if if you have a hard time, if you have a hard time adjusting to it, you know, you might want to consider just taking it off. I mean, I know for me, if it's there, I'm going to use it. So I just delete it off my phone. If I want to post, I'll reinstall the app, post it, and then I'll just uninstall it right away. And uh, it's been helpful. But I, I forgot where I was going to go with this. I got too focused on this part. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. What I was going to say is, so I, what I'll try to do to keep myself away from this shit is if, I, if we go to a restaurant, sometimes I'll leave my phone in the in the car. Uh, so I, So it's not a distraction at all. But even when I don't have it on me, if it's like my wife and I, if it's just her and I and she gets up and goes to the bathroom, my gut instinct is to reach for my phone. And, uh, you know, most of the time I don't allow it to be there, so I can't get it. But that instinct is still there. So I totally understand how it could be a, a struggle and how it would be a struggle for you guys. But I uh, believe in you. If you want to make the change and uh, be more present and and you know it's something that you need to work on or do, fucking do it. Just go for it. You're going to feel better for it. And uh, you'll be amazed at how much time you feel like you have back. You know, when you're zoned into something like social media, in a way you're kind of hypnotized. So the the flow of time is different. The perception of time is different because you're you're so hypnotized into your phone that you come out of it and you're like, dude, that was a whole hour? Uh, yeah, it was. It's a whole hour. You just watched a, uh, you just watched a fuck ton of videos and an hour went by. But, uh, when you, uh, when you, you know, when you limit your usage on that stuff, you'll, you'll see how much more time you have to do things that you really enjoy. So I think that's important. Um, and one last thing, one last thing that I'll, I'll tell you guys that I, I did. It's, it's very new. It's fresh. Um, but I decided to... I was working five days a week, roughly eight to ten hours every day, uh, give or take a few of the days where I cut out to go uh, to go to boxing class. But I decided I was going to go down to a four-day work week. I had a, a week uh, a few, few weeks ago 
where I only worked four days and I was like, oh shit, this is, it's going to suck. Like I'm going to lose a day, going to make less money. And uh, lo and behold, I didn't really make much less money. And uh, the only reason that, the only reason that it wasn't the same, if not more money was because I started like three hours later on some of the days or one of the days. So that's when I realized I don't need to work five days to make a full week paycheck. So I figured, like today, today I'm supposed to be working, but I decided I'm going to work uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, just work longer days, and have four days, off, or sorry, three days off. And uh, I'll tell you, today's the first day. And it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, I've been able to focus on getting stuff done around the house. Uh, been able to do more things, have more free time. Uh, it's not to say that I, I don't love what I do. I I actually really love what I do. Um, but it, I know, I recognize it's important to not like become so involved with what your career is or what your job is that you forget that you you also have other qualities about you. Um, yes, I'm a barber, but I'm not. It's like, I'm a barber. Barbering is what I do, but only in the confines of a certain building. Just like shitting. We all shit, right? But you're not just aimlessly walking around shitting. That's not all you do, you know? After you shit, you might go for a nice walk. Might go for a jog. Might go kayaking. Maybe visit the in-laws. Go hiking. Go out to eat. Whatever. You are more than what your profession is. But I think it's something that we're, we kind of learned from the past generation. Um, I remember my grandparents, you know... Their their people, the baby boomers. They got into a job, and they did it for their entire career. Um, I don't know if you've had conversations with, with some older older folks, but I, I've certainly met a few people that were, they uh, worked for a company since they were eighteen or sixteen, all the way up till they were, uh, whatever, whatever age they retired. And that was what they did. It was what they they were. And that's, you know, that's how you kind of introduced people back then, you know. Hey, this is uh, this is Rick. He's a mechanic. What else is he? Does Rick have any kids? Does Rick, uh, does he like motorcycles? Huh? Does he, does he, is he a carpenter on the side? Does he build things on the side? What does he do? And uh, it was normal. It sounded, you know, it kind of added some sort of, um, in a way, some wholeness to some of the older movies and, sh- and shows uh, from like the 50s and 60s. Uh, and in those, a lot of those older shows and movies, uh, the actors, uh, a lot of them are, are, they're characterized by what job they, they have. Um, and even some newer shows do it too. So it's still something that goes on. But definitely back then, your job was your identity. And uh, I've realized that you know, I did that myself from a young age, uh, from 18 to 20, 
four years old, or sorry, 16 to 24 years old. Um, that wasn't as long, but still enough to really make a difference. But I, I wanted to do one thing. I had my eyes on a specific career path, and and I went after it. And I eventually, I became so consumed with the identity of it that I stopped enjoying it. You know, it wasn't just a secondary thing that I did. It was all that I did. And I was, you know, 25 years old with a identity crisis, you know? I feel like that's maybe not common. <laughs> but needless to say, it was it was true. I was I was uh like, "Oh shit, what do I what do I do now? I've been doing this one thing for all these years." But getting through it was getting through it was uh rough, but it it was definitely helpful. It was a learning experience. But now I know what not to do, and I'm and I'm hoping that you guys have gotten this far along in your in this podcast to <coughs> to hear that and to know that you could totally do it. You know, if you if you're feeling the same way and or you find yourself, you know, just looking at yourself as like if you're struggling with an identity crisis, just work through it. Seriously, it's uh, you're gonna feel better for it. I know it's not it's easier said than done, of course. But think of other things that you like doing outside of work. I uh, I ask customers all the time. Uh, you know, they seem... If, if I sense that they're... You know, I usually ask people what they do for a living. They tell me. And you can tell when someone's excited about their job. You can tell when someone just can't wait to get the fuck out of there. And uh, when I can tell that people are kind of 50-50 about their jobs, I say, you know, if you could wake up every single day and do something you enjoyed... And not have to worry about, you know, basically, whatever it was, you would get paid to do it enough to live. Um, and, you know, there are people that, that do say their job. Like, they love what they do at work, and that's that's really awesome. That's where, that's what life's all about, is finding that. Uh, but for people who don't um, say their job, a lot of them have other really cool creative things like other things that they do uh, I met this one kid I think he's some sort of like software engineer or something like that um, and he really enjoys his job and he's good at it but I think he feels like the work-life balance that his company promotes um, isn't really panning out like they work him to the core uh, but he recently over the last probably year got into making these like hand woven rugs um, I don't know I just remember at one point seeing these things all over the place like it was something that people were doing during COVID to stay busy when they weren't working and he became pretty good at it and then and he, and he sells them and it's something that he enjoys doing it's very artsy very crafty and uh and shit, I think if, if this kid could just sell these rugs for a living, I think he'd be pretty humble about it, and he would want to do it. But, yeah. A little pep talk. A little pep talk for the day. But that's pretty much all I, ha I, got, I have for you guys. That's pretty much uh, the update. I got some more 
some more things I'm gonna hold off on uh, on telling you guys um, because I want to wait. I want to wait. I want to let it stew. I want you guys to think about it too. Like what the fuck? What is he gonna say? What is he gonna? What's next? What's the next chapter? We have to tune in next week. I think that with me being off Tuesdays now, uh, I think I'm gonna shoot for trying to do these podcasts every week uh, if I can help it. But either way, when I do drop these things. It's because I have a lot of shit in my mind, good or bad, or both. So sometimes it might be worth waiting for, and, and personally for me, worth doing, making the podcast. And so I really got some stuff to talk about. I don't want to just come on here and talk about uh, about TikTok, you know? So with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed your Tuesday. Uh, it's 4 o'clock p.m. over here in... Uh, Upstate New York, beautiful upstate New York. So wherever you are, whatever time it is, good morning, good night, good afternoon, whatever you call it. Maybe it's Christmas where you are. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk to you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in.